Welcome back to another episode of This Week on Channel 9. I'm your host, Christina Warren, Senior Cloud Advocate. Now, I've been gone for a few weeks because of some conflicts with booking the studio, but I'm back having said goodbye to summer and now I'm uh, ready to fully embrace fall, you know, in the Western Hemisphere anyway. Well, my shirt today is a mashup of Zelda and Windows 95 in celebration of the new Link's Awakening remake for the Nintendo Switch and, you know, Windows 95 just because it's awesome. But enough of all that, let's get into this week's latest dev news. First up, we've got some event announcements to share since it's been a couple of weeks. So uh, the first thing I want to tell you about is to be sure to tune in to the .NET Conf next week from September 23rd through the 25th. And this is a virtual conference, so you can watch from your couch or uh, your desk or wherever you want. And this year, there will be 75 live sessions, and the last 24 hours will feature speakers in their local time zones on our Visual Studio Twitch and Mixer channel. And so I've got a link to the .NET Conf website, the Twitch and Mixer channels, and the schedule in the show notes and the description down below. And .NET Core 3.0 uh, is uh, about to come out, and you will definitely want to tune in. And in some other event news, Microsoft Ignite will be taking place in Orlando from November 4th through the 8th. Now, this conference is currently sold out, but you can get on the wait list. See you there. And if you can't make it to Orlando, Microsoft Ignite the Tour is coming back, and this year it is bigger than ever before. We will be in 30 cities around the globe delivering great content for developers and IT pros. And I had a blast at the events last year, and I highly, highly recommend attending if it is coming to your city. And so links for both Ignite in Orlando and Ignite the Tour are linked down below. And super, super quick, just a heads up, we have announced the dates for Microsoft Build 2020, and it will be in Seattle May 19th through the 21st. All right, well, with .NET Conf happening next week, that means that we are getting super close to the release of .NET Core 3.0. And in fact, the team intends to release the final version on September 23rd at .NET Conf. And so to get ready for the first .NET Core 3.0 release, a uh, candidate is um, available now. It was released earlier this week. And it is production ready, and it's supported by Microsoft, but be sure to test your app before deploying. Now, I'm super stoked about .NET Core 3.0, and I can't wait to dive in more over the coming weeks and months. In some awesome font news, the Windows dev team just released the first build of the brand new font Microsoft built for the new Windows terminal, and it's called Cascadia Code. It's monospace, and it has ligature support, and it's open source. And so you can download the font now from GitHub. Um, it's also uh, been submitted to Homebrew and Chocolatey if you want to get updates more easily that way. And the font is really beautiful, and I've actually been using it in my terminals on my Mac and Windows for the last few days. And so I've got a link to the blog post announcing Cascadia Code, the GitHub, um, um, and uh, links to the chocolatey and homebrew packages down below. And I've also got a link to a blog post that Scott Hanselman, everyone's favorite developer, wrote about how you can patch the font using uh, Powerline glyphs if that's your thing. And also on that note, uh, there's already some support for adding uh, nerd font support to the font and putting it in the nerd font repo on GitHub too. So all of that stuff is detailed and in the show notes. Speaking of terminals, last week the Visual Studio team announced the first preview of Visual Studio Terminal, which was a bit, which is available now in Visual Studio 16.3 Preview 3. And so, rather than build everything from scratch, the Visual Studio Terminal team um, shares uh, most of its code with the visual, with the new Windows Terminal. And so, for you, that translates into a more robust terminal experience and uh, faster adoption. And so, I've got a link to the blog post uh, detailing the new terminal for Visual Studio and how you can configure it in the show notes and description. 
Now, in some more command line news, because that's basically my favorite topic, PowerShell 7 Preview 4 is out now, and the team is targeting a December 2019 um, date for the release candidate and January 2020 for general availability. And this will be the very first um, LTS, or long-term servicing, release of the new PowerShell. And so it's got some bug fixes, but also a slew of new and experimental features. Um, and those are all detailed in a blog post that I've linked in the show notes and description. In some Kubernetes news, Kubernetes 1.16 is now available, and this is actually the third release of 2019, and it has 31 enhancements, 8 enhancements are moving to stable, and 8 enhancements are in beta, and then there are 15 enhancements in alpha. And there's also been some changes to the Kubernetes API in this release, and so it will not support a number of deprecated APIs. So I've got a link to the release notes down below. Um, also, if you are on Azure, be sure to check out our managed uh, Kubernetes services, AKS. In some Xamarin news, iOS 13 is out this week, and so the team has some blog posts on preparing your apps for iOS 13 and Xcode 11, as well as supporting dark mode. And so links to both of those are in the show notes and the description. On Channel 9 this week, we've got lots of great content. First, on the Cloud Native show, Shane and Abel talk about Azure DevOps for .NET Core and Cloud Native apps. And then over on the Internet of Things show, Olivier dives into simplifying downstream processing with Azure IoT Hub message enrichments. And finally, I want to give a shout out to our brand new Python for Beginners course. It's available in 44 parts, all are you know, five minute or less you know, snackable videos, and they really help get you started learning uh, programming in Python. I really, really love this series. Great job. And so links to all the videos are in the show notes and the description. All right, and now it's time for my pick of the week. So I was a 90s kid, which makes me officially old. But in the 90s, you were either like a Sega kid or a Nintendo kid, you know, at least until the PlayStation came out. But anyway, I was always a Nintendo kid, but I still had a lot of love for the Sega Genesis. Shout out to Sally Miller, who had a Genesis and a Sega CD and let me play it. Anyway, Sega released their own Taya, their little uh, mini version of the Sega Genesis this week, and it's been getting great reviews. Mine should arrive by the time this video posts, and so I'll like add my thoughts in the comments. But I did want to point this out that if you don't want to have to buy a mini console, but you still want to relive some of those classic Genesis games, there's actually a really great Sega Genesis Classics compilation that's available for Xbox One. What was your favorite console in the 90s? Let me know in the comments and uh, let me know your thoughts on any of our other stories. If you like this video, hit the like button. It really helps us out. And be sure to subscribe to Microsoft Developer for all your nerd news. See you next time.